0: One, two, wait, did you just clap? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Clever Kids podcast, the weekly podcast where three brothers tackle all the nerd topics that we're all thinking about. Uh, this week, uh, there's only two of us. Brian is out again. Um, he said it's because of homework, but I'm pretty sure he's hungover. It's his birthday today. He had a birthday party last night that I was at and, uh, he was pretty drunk when I left. So, um, he's probably not gonna be happy. I just said that and put it out on the radio, but, um, I did it so he can deal with it. Uh, I am however, joined by Jeff. Jeff, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good.
0: Also, my name is Tyler. I guess I'm, the host? I don't even know. I don't know how you would call it that. Uh, this week was Brian's turn to pick a topic, but since he's not here, um, we're going to do another episode of Tyler and Jeff talk about the news and also whatever comic book stuff we want to talk about that we can't do when Brian's here. Um, Jeff, uh, why don't we start with what we've been getting into recently? What have you been playing, reading, watching, or listening to?
1: Sure. Uh, so I celebrated November 5th for the first time ever. Uh, by watching Gunpowder. If are you familiar with Gunpowder?
0: Oh, wait, celebrated November fifth. What does that even mean?
1: I'll I'll, I'll tell you about it. So, uh, Gunpowder is an HBO miniseries TV show starring Kit Harrington, aka John Snow. Uh, yeah. That
0: covers. Uh, oh, okay. That, okay. Yeah, I did watch it.
1: That covers uh the failed Gunpowder Rebellion during the, the 17th century in England. Essentially, there was a time in England when uh, religious Prosecution was rampant. Protestants and Catholics were murdering each other in the streets, and when the king became Protestant, or when a Protestant king uh, was elected or or appointed, uh, he made it illegal to be Catholic, and so they were just prosecuting and murdering and um, executing
0: Catholics. Persecuting, Jeff. Sure.
1: Persecuting, persecuting.
0: That's what I'm looking for. Um,
1: And... uh, there was an attempt to murder the king and all of the parliament that would have succeeded. They, were, they had loaded underneath parliament uh, entire crates of gunpowder, uh, like 4,000 pounds of it, to uh, blow up the entire building, building and kill them all. And unfortunately, they had asked for help from the Spanish government, which was Catholic at the time. And the Spanish government sold the rebellion out in order to get a favorable trade deal with England. And the plot was discovered the night before the parliament assembled on November 5th, uh, and it's known as the Guy Fox Rebellion, or Guy Fox is known as the head of the rebellion, uh, because he was the one that was guarding the powder kegs when the uh, British stormed in, uh, and yeah, so I watched that miniseries, uh, I thought it was entertaining, I, I learned a lot, I didn't realize that, um, I don't know, I guess religious persecute- persecution isn't as uh, prominent as it used to be, so I, I didn't know, I definitely learned a lot. Um, I thought the acting was okay Uh, I thought it was interesting Uh, and then the other show that I've been watching is a show that I've fallen in love with and I've already finished all of the episodes it's only one season unfortunately it's a show called Wayne it's uh, a show made by YouTube uh, but just got picked up by Amazon Prime like three days ago Uh, essentially it follows uh, some East Coast malcontent youths uh, a kid with an unyielding sense of right and wrong who very violently solves problems, uh, goes on a mission to go and uh, steal back his father's car that was stolen many years ago. Um, yeah, and it's it's kind of a love story between a girl who comes from a dysfunctional family who he convinces to come with him from his quest from Massachusetts to Florida, uh, ultraviolet um, very good acting. The accents are are funny um I don't know i i I loved it. I fell in love with it. I watched all ten episodes back to back um yesterday. so are they
0: thirty minute episodes or hour long I, I believe they're an hour long episodes. I'm not positive though I just, And you said it's on Amazon Prime?
1: It is on Amazon Prime now. It was made by YouTube. Amazon Prime picked it up. They have yet to renew it for a second season but uh if the show gets me we'll popular
0: well. it is yeah exactly. I mean that's one of the things about the streaming model is that things don't get picked up until they know how popular they're going to be. You know, uh, stranger things got, you know, got signed to a second season immediately. The Witcher did, I guess, I guess Netflix at this point, it's just, they're like, all right, you're guaranteed two seasons. But after that, you're, if you don't, if you don't have the following, you're done. Um, well, that all sounds good. Um, I, uh, I have a recommendation, but it's a a recommendation straight from uh, 2006. No, 2003. Uh, Chappelle's show is now on Netflix. (laughs) All three seasons. And so I've been going back and watching that. And I've got to tell you, it's still probably the funniest TV show. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that does not hold up. There's a lot of gay jokes uh, that are really not great. Um, There's a lot of other stuff going on, but Um, I think it is still just, I don't know. Dave Chappelle really has, uh, back then for sure, just had his finger on my pulse. Like I knew, like I just, everything I remember, I mean, I I remember every line from every episode still, but watching it, it still makes me laugh out loud. It's great. Um, that's probably the biggest thing. Trying to think of what else I did this week. Still working my way through Ghost of Tsushima. Still liking it. Um, it's basically just uh, Samurai, Arkham Knight, or whatever. Any of those open world, you know, third person, I can fight everybody at once types of games. So, uh, um, But I like it. I like it a lot. Otherwise, I haven't really been doing a lot this week. Oh, uh, here's an update. Uh, Tyler is still losing his mind. I'm on Season 7 of Big Bang Theory. I still hate it. Uh, I, they just, okay, seven seasons into this damn show in the Middle East, the the Indian character can now talk to women without being shit-faced. They literally gave this character a drinking problem so that he could talk to women. He's the only person of color on the show, you racist. Like, this is so terrible. Also, there's so many jokes about India and, like, I just, I, I just, I'm not loving the show. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm still watching it. There's so many seasons, too. There's 13, and my completionist brain is like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm in it. Um, I do have to be honest, though. The writing this far in has gotten way better. Either that or I'm, like, losing my mind even further than I thought I was. But there are some jokes that are, like, that do make me laugh out loud. Um, but, yeah, I'm still watching it. Still... Against my did
1: you, will. Did you enjoy the Arthur episodes like
0: I told you you would? Um... So I looked into it because that's. He's not a real. That's not, he wasn't a real scientist. that That's Bob Newhart. He's a stand up comedian from like the 70s. Oh. And I've seen a lot of his stand ups from back in the day. He's really funny. Like he's genuine. Like you should watch some of his stand up stuff. He's really, really, really good. And really. Like he's too good for that show. He's like every episode he's shown up in, he is extremely funny. Yeah. um And it's because he has, like, that perfect, like, deadpan delivery of, you know, you you only know he's joking because what he said was so outrageous. You know what I mean? But otherwise, he's, like, full sarcasm. He
1: does, he does such a good job. He's what I
0: aspire to be in my day-to-day life. He does that's such why. a
1: good job of his vocal delivery of, like, stammering but making it sound genuine. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, that's totally how someone could actually talk and um I don't know, it blows me away. He's super funny. I like all of his episodes. I think there's only like three or four of them are my top favorite episodes. Oh uh, man,
0: yeah, I've already seen two of them, and both times he's shown up. I'm like, what? Bob Newhart made his way into this? That's crazy. Um, um, another thing though, they really did pay attention. Like when you go to the comic book shop, I hate how they portray comic book nerds as autistic people who can't find girls like anyone who believes that come over to my house and meet my wife she's very beautiful and i have comic books everywhere <laughs> like we can talk to women like we could also be good looking and be charismatic like it's possible we i mean i'm not saying that i am that but i hate when tv shows or like movies try to paint anybody who likes comic books as like this like super socially awkward person who could never find love and, like, they're all, like, desperate for female attention. And every time they go into the comic book shop and, like, a girl walks in, all of them are, like, just staring at them. And he's like, I'll, I'll kick all of you out or whatever, the guy who owns the comic book shop. And, like, he's depressed. Like, I don't know. They paint nerds in such a negative, horrible light. It's like, dude, we're not all like this. I mean, yes, I have depression. But whatever. Not all of us do. Like, the gut.
1: I, I thought Stewards. Digression in the later seasons. Like he starts off as like a strong character where he's just kind of a normal dude who runs a comic book shop. He gets a shot at Penny. And and then like in the later seasons, he just becomes the biggest like sad sack piece of shit, depressed, yeah, I hate it. suicidal, and it's just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. Um,
0: um and then but like whenever they go to the comic book shop, I pay attention to The decorations and the stuff that they have in there they actually do have something it's pretty accurate when they get into a comic book shop like as far as like the way that it's laid out and how you know you have the crates of the comics that people are digging through for key issues and filling out their collections like that's all real and then i like looking at the walls and they have they have like an invincible t-shirt or like they have like black science like the uh the hard covers as they were being released i was like oh shit like i remember when those were being released and like the shops had them and it was like these like deluxe collector's edition hardcovers and stuff that were like really big. And I was like, Oh, okay. So like someone was like, they they definitely hired someone to at least go like, look at what they had in a comic book shop, or maybe they rented out a real comic book shop to shoot those scenes. in. I don't know, yeah. but you know what else that was is like
1: pretty impressive. Sheldon and uh, Leonard's apartment. I like how it evolves from season C. Like when the show started, game of Thrones wasn't even a thing, but after like season six or something, they have long claw. Hanging by the door and, you know, they, they, as, you know, nerd culture developed while the show was continuing, they continued to add props and, and memorabilia to the show that, you know, a nerd would totally be collecting without making it the focus of the show.
0: Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. I think, I mean, whatever it's it, the show. Honestly, I hate it less now, but I really still don't like, I'm never going to watch a single episode of this. Like when I'm done, honestly, I've on it. I don't think I've seen every single episode. I've started like falling asleep and then being like, I don't, "Did I miss a whole season?" I don't care. Just press play. Yeah. I don't care what's going on in these people's lives. Just press play. I don't care anymore. Um, one of them went to space. That's all I can remember. That's all. Okay. Oh, uh, Maya Bialik is now in it. Uh, yeah. The the girl from Blossom. Uh, I like her. Actually, I don't know the character's name, but I like her. What is it? Amy. Amy. That's right. I should remember that. Um, But I like, I think she does a good job as her character. Like, I think that she's very funny. And, like, uh, I mean, it's a little bit weird that they make a person who literally has a PhD in real life, like, obsessed with sex. But uh, I guess that's funny. Like, a nerdy girl would also they're really mean to her in that show. They just like constantly talk about how ugly she is. And I'm like, okay, yeah, she's not the prettiest girl in the world, but Holy shit, this is bad. Like, this is really fucked up. You should not be saying this about any woman ever, like behind her back to her face on TV. Like Jesus, I don't get it, but, um, people must love it. Cause that fake crowd that they they play of laughter really think it's funny when they call her ugly. (laughs) Um, so we're going to talk about some news and then I think we're going to get into some comic book stuff. Um, first point of news, Alex Trebek died this morning on Sunday, uh, November 8th. Uh, we all kind of knew it was coming. He was diagnosed with stage four cancer at the end of last year, I think it was. And so we all kind of knew throughout 2020 that he was probably going to be leaving or not making it through. I think he had his last episodes on Jeopardy a couple of months back um but uh yeah still sad still sad to hear because i love jeopardy and i really liked alex trebek every time i saw him um you know i don't think i ever really started paying attention to how much i liked alex trebek until celebrity jeopardy on snl and uh will farrell does his terrible impression of alex trebek and gives him a mustache for some reason but um he uh I didn't really start paying attention to who Alex Trebek was until those skits. But, yeah, uh, it's still a bummer. Still a pretty big loss. I mean, our job. do you have anything to say? Any last words to say to Alex Trebek? Uh,
1: no. I mean, it's tragic. 2020 has been a tough year for everyone.
0: Yeah, we've had one one good thing that's happened, and that is uh, the traffic on my way to work has lessened. And some other thing happened this weekend. that I don't know. Something about an election or something. Um, all right next point of news uh, oh, rest in peace Alex, back. Uh, you will be missed and uh, I will continue to rewatch episodes of Jeopardy when my wife is asleep because that's what I do when she falls asleep so I don't have to watch Big Mac Theory <laughs> um, Johnny Depp was kicked off of uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them the third one the third part whatever he's out he is out part three. do we care at all
1: yeah, um, I mean, I yeah, you do. No, I'm mean, I just saying yes. I don't know. Um, it's uh, I mean, it's tough. Like I, I as a non-Harry Potter, I know we're gonna lose some fans when I say this. I've never read the Harry Potter books. Um, I've only ever watched the, the movies, uh, and because of that, I can enjoy the franchise. I, I enjoy the visual effects. I enjoy um, uh, Eddie Redmayne's. Acting as Newt, I enjoy uh, um, uh, who's the guy that's playing Dumbledore? Uh, uh,
0: Dumbledore,
1: yeah, the guy that the actor that plays Dumbledore now, uh, Jude Law, Jude Law. I, I enjoyed Jude Law's acting, um, I enjoy it for what it was. And then I watched the movies and I go, okay, I enjoyed that. And then I asked my you know, resident Harry Potter fans, and they all go, oh my god, can you believe that they? fucking had McGonagall in this film. She wasn't even born for another 10 fucking years. I'm just like, oh, I didn't know that. That That is upsetting that they didn't pay attention to those details.
0: Um, yeah. Considering JK Rowling, JK Rowling is one of the writers on these movies. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like I, would I think that she would know Then again, she's apparently a terrible person. I don't know. I, it's very interesting to watch the Harry Potter franchise kind of burn down. Like it before, our, like we watched it build up you know, for all the years of becoming like, this even, powerhouse even of fandom after, and nerd culture.
1: Even after like, the seventh, even after the eighth film came out, like JK Rowling continued to do steps that were seen as good. Like she was the first person to ever donate her way out of a billion dollars. She, she had a billion dollars and she donated so much money that she went down to 999 million. And that like made headlines. People were like, wow, look how generous she is. And everyone's like, well, she still has 999 million, but who cares? Like it's so still, it's still a point familiar. that she's still just giving away tons of money. Um, and you know, it's, it's unfortunate what she said to the uh, about the trans community and about trans people. Um, and the
0: fact that she just like is continuing to double down on all of her thoughts. Right. <laughs> She's like, no, I believe it. Fuck you. I'm rich. I can say this at this point. And it's like, dude, stop. Just stop. You can believe those things. Fine, I guess. We still hate you for you believing them. But just stop saying them in public. Like, god damn. Just believe what you want behind closed doors. I choose to think that J.K. Rowling is a bad writer. I'm doing it publicly now, but I've always thought that. I've always thought that she's not very good. I think that her story is interesting. I like the world that she created, but go back and read her books. She's not Kurt Vonnegut or anything like that. She's not a talented writer. She just wrote a lot of, of words down on a piece of paper or on two pieces of paper. I mean, she has a good storyline.
1: I don't know if it's necessarily the quality of the writing. It's not like, you know, yeah, it's not like poetic wax that jumps off the page and everyone goes, oh my God, it's so beautiful. It's Shakespeare. But the plot... Is what ma- is what matters in that book is is exactly. with the with core concept that is fantastic, um, but it's it's funny. I now like every time we talk about a franchise, every single time it comes up, it starts off with something that we fucking loved, and it turns into something that that is kind of universally hated. And it's like um,
0: it's like oh, the quote, I hate these fantastic piece movies. It's
1: it's no, it's like that. Oh, I think second. I was gonna say it's the like the
0: second a, one. Sorry,
1: what? I was gonna say it's like the the Dark Knight quote where you. Uh, if I can paraphrase yeah. it, you either die a good franchise, or you see yourself long enough to become a bad one. Like Harry Potter, Star yeah. Wars, Game of Thrones, every single one of them just turns. Lord to of the you. Rings, and Lord of the Rings, oh, I guess the Hobbit. God damn, it. the
0: Hobbits, yeah, God yeah, damn. exactly, yeah. Every know. single franchise, yeah. Marvel is on its way. I don't know what's gonna happen next, but goddamn, you better come out and by it. firing on all cylinders, dude. <laughs>
1: Maybe, um, we maybe we don't need the rest of the uh, Disney Plus franchise. we could just end it after Endgame and I'd be happy yeah please stop please just please stop please <laughs> I, I want to believe that you guys can break the curse but I'm not that confident
0: yeah um, that's the real problem is that they've been good too good for too long and like I don't think their movies are like Oscar worthy or anything like that but I do think that they're very entertaining and I enjoy watching them but please just don't Please just uh, just just end gracefully. Don't milk this. Like it's once they become like a money grabbing kind of franchise, that's when it becomes a problem. And that's what Game of Thrones kind of turned into. It felt like it was just kind of more about like the spectacle rather than the story. Um, the Hobbit was really, really like transparently like a money grabbing thing. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. Beast is one hundred percent a money grabbing thing because J.K. Rowling's just like instead of writing these Books and then turning them into movies, and like all that work that would go into that. Maybe I'll just uh, write the movie and <laughs> go straight to the movie. And like, oh, yeah, sure, I guess you could do that. Also, these are bad. I mean, the first one is enjoyable enough and ent- entertaining enough, but I really, like, I genuinely could not tell you what happens in the second one. I, w- I watched it twice trying to figure out what was all happening and still was like, this movie's bad. Okay. I mean,
1: I like the the Grindelwald and Dumbledore character story arc from the books, from what I understand, is compelling. Like it's up there with the traditional uh, diametrically opposed friend storyline. It it embodies Professor Xavier and Magneto, and Professor Xavier and Magneto are actually based off of Martin Luther King and uh, Malcolm, Malcolm X. X. Like. It's the storyline of two people that just believe the solution is either violence or nonviolence, and it's that kind of buildup, whereas in this fantastical world, you can have those two figureheads go at it, you know, throwing buildings at each other, whereas in real life, you know, it's uh, different. But uh, Yeah, but wait,
0: wait, wait, we're getting – wait, wait, wait. How do we feel about Johnny Depp leaving the franchise? I personally don't give a shit. I think Johnny Depp was really good or is a really good actor. I think that he has the ability to be talented. I'm not going to comment on whether or not I believe the Amber Heard situation. From what I can tell, I've read a lot into it, and it sounds like they both were kind of shitty towards each other. Um, I'm not going to excuse violence on either side, especially not if it's a man committing violence against a woman. And – no matter how how much your wife makes you angry, I don't think you should ever hit her. So if that's what happened, that's not okay. He should not be allowed to act. That's not okay. But there's argument to be made that maybe it wasn't as violent in that direction, but that's what got him kicked off the movie is that he wasn't able to prove that he wasn't doing that to his uh, ex-wife. And for that matter, like if you can't prove that you didn't, then you really, I mean, it's innocent until proven guilty, but in this case, it's like, well, you seem to be proven guilty. Like, there's pictures, there's evidence that says that you know you were violent. Okay, well then you shouldn't be in this movie. Franchise yeah, for I, mean, I mean, I'm sorry. From what
1: I understand, you know, the news first broke out that he was violent towards her, and then news broke out again that she was actually violent towards him. And the fact of the matter is, two wrongs so don't make a right. You can't just say, well, she was also abusive, and therefore, you know, she doesn't deserve it. Well, whatever. Um, I, I think that, uh, yeah, it's inexcusable to. Uh, it be. sounds like
0: they were in a bad relationship and it's a good thing that it's over but it sounds like Johnny Depp needs to have some things to work on personally yeah. but I'm glad that he's exiting because I did not think that his whatever he was doing with Grindelwald was not working for me I didn't like it honestly I hope that they bring Colin Farrell back because <laughs> I really liked his character in the first one he was probably my favorite part of that first Fantastic Beast movie I, I don't remember what the character's name was graves yeah something graves um i really liked colin farrell is probably one of the first performances that colin farrell made that like really grabbed me and ha- actually has me excited to see what he's going to do with the penguin in the batman movie um i uh I, wonder yeah, I, felt. Wish it, I hope that they bring him back honestly i would excuse it i would excuse the weird canonical like i'd be like oh he's used like This is what he actually looks like. It's Colin Farrell with bleached hair. Like, he was disguising himself as dressed. Like, whatever. I don't give a shit. Make a one throwaway line and just bring him back. That's what I want. Because I thought he – I was upset at the end of the first one when all of a sudden it was Johnny Depp with bleached hair. I was like, what the hell is happening? I am not into this at all. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about that part? Are you – Yeah, I mean, I I don't
1: think that he contributed anything unique to the film. It's not like his Pirates performance where no one else can do what he did. I think that Grindelwald's a a, a good enough character, a strong enough character on his own that someone else can step in and lead the performance and get the franchise to wherever the hell it's going um, within the next five movies or however many they're making. Um, Yeah. That's, uh, that's all I really have to say on the subject. Other than that, I I'm not a big, I I don't know I feel like Eddie Redmayne is my personal favorite concept. I think some of the supporting cast is fine. I'm not a huge fan of Ezra Miller's acting in general.
0: I've never seen him in a film
1: that I was like, wow, I like Ezra Miller. I, I don't like his acting that much. Um, Interesting.
0: I actually think he's okay in the first one again, as, but like he barely has anything to do except for just look upset. Um, I think that he's okay. I do, I think that someone needs to work with him. And find like figure out how to use him. Um, we should watch a movie called "We Need to Talk About Kevin." It's Tilda Swinton and him uh, and uh, Ezra Miller, and he plays a high school student who is clearly going down a dark path and might be a school shooter or something. So I don't know. I watched it. I'm not going to give too much away, but like his parents are worried that he's being he's showing some signs of violence and uh, psychopathy, and they. Need to, you know, he's the titular to Kevin. It is pretty good, and he does a pretty good job in it. And I think that that he may, he had enough goodwill coming out of that movie that that's how he got like his role as the Flash. That's how he got uh, whatever his character's name is in uh, Fantastic Beasts. Man, I think I'm learning that I just do not Credence. remember character names Credence. anymore. <laughs> name what is C- it? Credence. Credence. That's right. Credence Clearwater Revival. Um, named after uh, this character from Harry Potter. I don't know how they figured it out, but they knew it was coming. Um, all right. Uh, there's not really a lot more news coming out right now. I've got, I've I...
1: got uh, some video game news, if I could jump in here. Uh, I mean, we've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla coming out in two days on November 10th. Oh
0: wait, really? It's already... Yep. Oh, shit. I might have to go get that, because I actually liked... Did you play the Greece one, Odyssey
1: or whatever? <laughs> so I bought, I bought Assassin's Creed Odyssey and I bought Assassin's Creed Origins on like a dual pack. And I played like half of Assassin's Creed Origins. And the setting just never really grabbed me. Ancient Egypt's never been an interest of mine. And I just have not found the motivation to start Odyssey. I know it's one of those games that once I started, I think I can dive into it and play it fully. but It's good. I've i played it. I haven't yet. But now I'm also tempted to get Assassin's Creed Valhalla because I love Viking culture. But then I'm like, I just gonna have another game that's <laughs> just... Taking up memory space and i
0: think i'll probably pick it up um they what? they're definitely on to something right now though i don't yeah. know if you're noticing this they like they
1: write it for sure what they righted their ship for sure ubisoft on the assassin's uh, creed Oh well yeah
0: it was assassin's creed origins yeah that, that brought it back from the brink everybody was like fuck assassin's creed and then they were like what if we send it back into the past and i mean dude that's what ghost of tsushima is it's just assassin's creed japan like so I'm like, oh, it's like the same kind of like you sneak, you can do like sneak attacks. There's a lot of like sneak up behind somebody and stab them in the neck. There's, it's a lot. It's very much Assassin's Creed uh, or esque and uh, origin. So I didn't play origins. I played awesome. Odyssey. Uh, Brian got it and was like really into it. And let me borrow it. And I beat the whole thing in like a month. I mean, that's not super fast, but when you don't play video games as much, uh, as other people like me that's that was like the fastest i've beat a video game in a while um and uh i liked it i liked it a lot i gave it back to him though i didn't get to play any like the dlc stuff um but i there these video game companies are onto something for me right now where they're like uh let's do a third person adventure with melee weapons in the past it's like god damn it take my money i'm in you, you son of a bitch i'm in yeah
1: can we talk about that you. you have recently started. Watching Rick and Morty finally.
0: No, I always watched it. I oh, watched really? it probably before you did. Not to be too cool for this podcast or anything, but I watched it as the first season was coming out. I just haven't watched the most recent season because I don't have cable and I don't have the Comedy Central. you app and I have
1: never talked about Rick and Morty. I
0: like Rick and Morty with so many people, and I never talked about it with you. It's interesting. Yeah, I've always liked Rick and Morty. I've watched the first three seasons, like every episode like multiple times so what's
1: uh, it, it's let's talk about this what is your top five episodes
0: um i so season three i didn't like i did not like season three very much at all it actually turned me off and i think that's why it's taken me so long to get to season four i thought i was over for it yeah i don't know every i think maybe it was because season three was the season that everybody else found rick and morty and so everybody was like, "I'm pickle Rick." Yeah, like, the fan base, the, Rick, the like, fan base is like, very, very face.
1: unfortunate. Um, what? The fan base is very, very unfortunate, and it and it reached a definite tipping point like halfway through season three, with the stage One sauce me off
0: so hard, and like all the internet people being like, "Oh, you're such a Jerry," instead of like, "And I'm a Rick. I'm like a real Rick," and like yeah. you're being a Morty right now, yeah. and it's just like. Suck your own fucking dick and shut the fuck up. I'm sick there's, of this shit. The show is good. Just let it be good. Stop ruining it for everyone else. There's
1: something to be said. I mentioned earlier, like ten minutes ago, that you you know franchise exists only until it becomes bad. But same could be said about a fan base because there's a lot of toxic fan bases out there where the game itself is fine, but then as you know something really re- reaches higher popularity, the fan base suddenly just becomes less and less fun. And I think uh, Rick and Morty definitely lost its fan base in season three to the point where people don't want to be public Rick and Morty fans because they don't want to be associated with the the malcontents.
0: Or it's just like the toxicity of it. You know what I mean? It's just like, dude, just why are you ruining this? Why can't it just be good? Like, why can't... And I guess that's my problem with a lot of these kinds of things is it feels like people just... I don't know, man. They, they grab it, and they grab onto the wrong parts of the fan base or the fandom, and then they, they ruin it. And it's a lot of what happened with the Star Wars movies um, in the sequel series. Like, I don't like the sequel series for specific reasons, but, like, dude, there were so many YouTube videos that I watched um, after The Last Jedi came out that just focused on Kelly Marie Tran. And calling her a stupid fucking bitch and a whore and shit. I'm like, she's not the problem with this movie. <laughs> like, that's not what this wrong. Like, how dare you make that the problem? Right. Like That is not what went wrong. Like, it's, and this. I just don't get, I don't understand. Like, it's okay to not like something or to, or to love something, but to turn it into like a toxic, like, I, I love Batman, but if they made a, and if they made Batman, like Batwoman, the main character in Gotham. I wouldn't be upset. Like, you know what I mean? Or if they kill Bruce Wayne and make it a black character, which is apparently what they're doing in Future State, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, that's fine with me. I don't care. Like, characters can move and evolve, and they can be interesting. They don't have to be the same thing that you have decided. You know, like, I don't, it's just, and I don't like people who just get obsessed about something to the point that they use it to become, like, I don't know i just i don't even know i don't have the words for it right now but i just it's really frustrating to me and that's what turned me off of Frickin and morty in season three i watched all the episodes multiple times i liked them just fine but seeing like what the fandom developed into really bothered me and so i did not seek out season four um until this week uh they put it on hulu i think it's they added it to
1: or maybe it's on amazon prime probably i don't know hulu. Oh, what probably hulu so do
0: you yeah, have... it's, on, it's on one of them. Oh, no, it's on HBO. Um, it's on HBO oh. Max. Um, and so I started watching uh, the season four, and holy shit, that episode with the dragon thing, it started out so dumb, and but then the, it's like...
1: The second, second the, the wizard comes in, he's
0: just like, you yeah. slut, dragon, you slap I, I lost it. Yeah, that, he's like, oh, no returns. it's like... He, he soul-bonded with my grandpa. <laughs> you slutty slut slapped like would they give I, dude, I was seriously like crying. Like, then, I couldn't stop laughing. And then the fact yeah, that it just get, like they skate
1: Yeah, the fact that like, the whole slut dragon culture is actually them embracing slutty houses. Like, what the fuck did this you just know, become? They,
0: like one of them comes out. I was like, yeah, we love it down here. We get to fuck woolly mammoths. So then the other ones are like, that's only you, Richard. you fucking pervert. You're the only one that fucks that thing. And I was, I like, am so stupid and funny. I just lost my mind it, i thought it was so good i could not stop I, I I, honestly say, i might rewatch that episode before i move on so
1: so one. have you finished season four
0: no i stopped on that episode oh my I god like, you well, gotta end on a high note right now i was gonna
1: say we get to another pickle I, I i can't get into it we'll have to talk about it next episode but the episode that i've enjoyed the most at least in season four was the vat of acid episode which we'll have to talk about next week I, some people Did didn't love do it.
0: Another. Um, interdimensional TV or whatever because those are my favorite episodes from the first few seasons.
1: No, they don't do an interdimensional cable. Uh, There's only two interdimensional cables and then they do uh, Morty's Mind
0: Blowers Mind
1: Blowers uh, which I love that episode I didn't like as much. I love that episode. I don't know.
0: I mean, it was fine. Like, even my least favorite episodes of the show are still better than most other shows. You know what I mean? Like, I think Rick and Morty is better than Family Guy. Like, it's it's obviously built on the back of The Simpsons and Family Guy but I think that it it's better than those right and i don't like or i don't dislike um but the uh the other Justin roiland show that was on netflix oh yeah
1: i think yeah, it is yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember what, what it's i called. can't remember what it called,
0: it's called was just like oh, it isn't grabbing me in the same way it's, it's still funny it's like,
1: definitely funny an attempt to capitalize on rick and morty well, it's, not,
0: it's american dad right it's just american dad it's just it's another they're like oh well here's a you, this guy's got a good formula let's give him more money to do something for us
1: exactly Exactly.
0: Yeah,
1: and I, I think Justin really—it's funny, but uh, and I think like the thing about international cable, the thing that's the most hysterical about those is you can tell that there is no forethought in those episodes. They just give him know, the mic. They give and him the mic and, back and back they back just back. ask him to improv, and then whatever they record, they just throw it on the episode and animate around it, and it's so fucking funny. Like my best friend and I, we quote Two Brothers all the time, where he's just like, "It's just called Two Brothers." Um,
0: oh, I like the I'm Answering My Eyes Johnson. Yeah. It's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> anyway, we don't need to just sit there and be like, "Remember this joke from the show we like?" Sure. Uh,
1: um, but I just um, want to talk about I've it I've been
0: it. watching that, and it's it's good. Season four is a return to form for me. I like it a lot. I think it's very funny.
1: Season three, uh, I, I, don't I don't know. Let's, oh, let's heist jump heist off of. the heist episode yeah, is man. upsetting. That's one of my least favorite episodes. The heist episode. Uh, the, I thought the, it
0: was really funny in the "You son of a bitch, I'm in," and it's like everybody's saying that over and over again. And uh, okay, so. This it actually tapped into something that I constantly talk about, which is the Ocean's Eleven movies and all the movies by Steven Soderbergh. All his heist movies are actually terrible movies. The first Ocean's movie was fun, and then the second two was just the same movie. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> so over and over. My issue. My issue with the episode is, the is that it's one of the most popular shows on TV that everyone and all of at least the people our age group is watching, and it was just Dan Harmon. Jerking off to how much he hates those films, which is something he's already done in Community when he talks about the grifting episode. Yeah, but
0: it's funny. It, was, it worked for me. Dude. I hated I it. I liked it a lot. That's my, I, it's probably and my honestly, least favorite. And I, what?
1: it's probably my least favorite Rick and Morty episode. It was, I thought it was a waste of airtime compared to other areas they could have explored.
0: I thought it was very funny. Um, all right. Let's move on from Rick and Morty. What were we going to talk about? Sure. So we were talking, about, we were talking about Assassin's
1: about Creed. And I, mean, we jumped onto, and I was going to say um, I meant to say one of the reasons why I'm not planning on picking up Assassin's Creed when it comes out is because uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales comes out two days later I platinum Spider-Man the first one in like within eight days okay. of it coming out uh, yeah
0: I, I, that was probably the fact I mean it has a short story line, but it's a good storyline like, like same with Titanfall 2. it's in the same realm of Titanfall 2 in that I spent full price on it, and it was a short storyline, but it was really, really good and really fun and really well done. And so I wasn't mad about it. I actually played the storyline for Spider Man, PS4 twice, like before, and then my cousin, I met my cousin borrow it, thinking that he would be done with it, and then he's had it for over a fucking year. Kyle, if you're listening to this, give me my game back. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I really liked it, and I'm excited for Spider Man Miles Ross. Did you see the skin? Yeah. for the end of the spider numbers. and they even got the frame rate so that it looks all weird and choppy and like it has a little pow symbols and stuff that's the thing i'm the most excited about i hope that's available at launch because i only want to play the game with that skin on it
1: it might be a pre-order bonus i'm not sure but yeah for those of you that don't know I'm gonna pre-order, pre-order it fifty dollars on playstation um you already did i did a couple oh, days wow. ago
0: um i want to get both well, yeah there's a lot of games coming out right here at the end of the year that i really want Uh, Valhalla, uh, Spider-Man. And then we've talked about it a bunch, but it got moved back again. I've
1: I've literally, I've literally got a plan for like how this year is going to go where I'm, I'm reading a Brandon Sanderson book. I'm like halfway through it. My plan is to finish it within the next four days. So I can then devote all my time to Spider-Man Miles Morales, beat that before Rhythm of War comes out. And Rhythm of War is like a 1600 page book that I have
0: to read before,
1: uh, Cyberpunk launches.
0: You got like three weeks to do all that. Yeah. Um, what about Godfall? That's coming up soon. Uh,
1: it's yeah, supposed to be me. based
0: off of a Brandon Sanderson book.
1: That, it's not based off of Brandon Sanderson at all. It is such a fucking misrepresentation. But you told me about this game like two months ago, and it's, it has nothing to do with anything.
0: Other people are saying that. I don't know. I don't read the books. You're there's, the, there, new, like trash fans. They're
1: like, oh, it's got a class system, and there's armor. That must be related to Brandon Sanderson. And It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? this Nothing to do with Brandon Sanderson storylines. Honestly, there's no. From what I saw, there is no direct anything that is pulled into anything. Like Brandon Sanderson's not involved with the development
0: of this game. Don't let this man fool you. Um, Literally, I'm reading an article right now with an interview from Joe. No, Godfall creative director Keith Lee describes some of the game's inspiration, saying. Brandon Sanderson's ongoing Stormlight Archive series is probably the most inspirational part behind this. Uh, then Joe Abercrombie's The First Law trilogy and Isaac Asimov's Foundation series set the tone and texture of the fantasy world. So they
1: like so, the books. That doesn't mean the the books have any actual influence. Like they, they're not taking any of the aspects from the books. None of the characters. None of the artwork. None of none of none of the magical systems that are in the but books. But they're
0: directly influenced by it. Like they, yeah, sure, right, you're right. They don't have the rights to Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson has not signed off on anything. But it seems to be from from what I've read of the synopsis of your book series that you keep trying to force on me like a weird tech i need people to talk about
1: it with okay
0: you what i need people
1: to talk about it with
0: i don't have time for all these books Chef. i don't i'm i'm literally reading an 800 page book by christopher Paolini, an author that i already like his stuff and i'm having trouble forcing myself to read it because i'm so mad that the book is this long i'm like dude i don't want to read this like just finish it I'm on like page 200 i'm like i should be only 100 pages away from the end of this book and i'm only 200 pages into the beginning of it this is very frustrating i'm very upset (laughs) i don't have time for all these long books i have other shit to do um okay uh let's move away from video games uh cyberpunk delayed though i'm pretty upset it keeps delaying they're saying it's definitely coming out by december God damn it, I hope so, I've been waiting for this game for like okay. six years. <laughs> I don't care.
1: Delay it, make it better. Delay it, make yeah, it as better. As long
0: as it's a good game, that's all I care about. Um, real quick, I want to talk about something with you. Uh, last time, we talked about casting Green Lantern uh, for the HBO Max TV show that's yeah. supposed to be coming out. There's another big uh, thing that's going to be entering uh, our consciousness soon, and I want to see who you think would be good. Uh, the X Men are going to eventually be in the MCU, and they're your favorite comic book characters. Well, maybe not like definitively like one to one or whatever, but like you really like the X Men. You read the X Men. You always have. Who would you like to see cast as some of the main characters in the X Men? We can just do like the original five or whatever.
1: I mean, it's, honestly, it's it's tough. Um, like the the characters of the X Men are not hard to portray. I, I think it's more about the storyline that you choose and how you use the characters. Like I was completely fine with the original casting from uh, the original X-Men film with uh, Femke Jensen and uh, all of the characters that they chose. What I think we're great. I
0: thought they were good.
1: Yeah. I, I think that, you know, they took a very conservative approach to the first film. I think that obviously, you know, movies have become much more ambitious since then. And I think that if you're going to do an intro to the X-Men You know, you have to have have ambitious to compete to to compete with, you know, superhero films of today. Um, So I think it depends on the storyline. You know, and I I did didn't hate the casting. I'm trying to think of the casting of the. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed Ty Sheridan as Cyclops. I I wish that they would utilized him more. And you're gonna hate me for saying this, but I didn't hate Dark Phoenix. I didn't hate Dark Phoenix for one specific fact, and it's because I thought they did a good job of representing. Most of the X-Men, I thought the whole alien plot was dumb, but I thought that the scenes where like the final climax, where it was Magneto trying to kill Jean Grey and the X-Men trying to stop Magneto, like, I think that all that was great. I think that if you replace the whole alien invasion with like the Hellfire Club and get the actual Dark Phoenix storyline, it would have been much better. But the only problem I have with that film is the aliens.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because he's just contesting I don't hate you for saying that. I did not like that movie. I thought it was a bad movie, but you're allowed to like bad movies. I let Brian do it all the time, so um, that's fine if you like bad movies. I'm going to judge you quietly from back here, the way that J.K. Rowling should when she judges trans people. But um, you know, I, I, you know, you can. You can like whatever movies you want. I didn't like that movie very much, but um, so you don't have any castings, anybody that you would like to see. Like you're, there's no one that you see now. And you're like, that guy would be a great Cyclops.
1: I mean, the the I mean, issue would, there is I would want like the MCU to be able to build a cast that is young enough to be able to carry it into the future and then have the X-Men be a series of films of them discovering new mutants. And so it being a young centric cast, I don't know enough young and upcoming actors um,
0: Timothy Chalamet has all the characters.
1: <laughs> like, Timothy Chalamet like, <laughs> Chalamet's fine. Timothy Chalamet's fine. I feel like he's a little too dramatic uh,
0: for this too wing. Big for his britches to be in like, a superhero movie. Now, like, you
1: wouldn't give him the, the, the solo time for him to really be able to develop his acting performance in the film. Like, we're talking
0: about an ensemble you know, class. If he could get buff, he would be a good Nightwing, actually.
1: Yeah, I would love him as Nightwing.
0: He'd be really good, and he's young enough that he could play it to Robert Pattinson's Batman. I think um, that'd be kind of that'd actually be really good. Um, real quick, uh, another piece of news that uh, happened, I think, last week that we didn't talk about, but uh, I do want to talk about because it falls into something I've been saying for years. Oscar Isaac is the MCU's Moon Knight. Hmm. Did you hear about you yeah. hear about that? Yeah. I've been saying for years. They should just do a batman hbo show just do like a big budget 10 episode batman hbo show where he's running around gotham city fighting lower level crime bosses like just do that don't do big bombastic movies that are two hours long just give me a good exploration of who he is and who these villains right. are like that's a, like a want, daredevil
1: right? street level tv show
0: exactly daredevil season one so give good. me that but with batman right And MCU is doing that with Moon Knight, which is definitively Marvel's version of Batman. And I'm very upset because I'm going to love it. And it's going to bother me that they did it with the wrong character. And that Marvel listened to me saying this. They secretly mic'd my house and they stole my idea. And then they applied it to their own characters instead of the characters they should
1: have. I struggle with Moon Knight as a character. I feel like the only way to do him justice in a TV show that will be popular is to ignore a lot of his source material. Like, he has so much going on in his fucking comic books that just don't line up. Well, and,
0: well yeah, that's the problem is that they're like, okay, he either uh, has an Egyptian god <laughs>
1: that gives him powers or he's just sort of crazy. Those
0: right. Those are the two options. And but, it's like, okay, if they do both, that would be awesome.
1: But but he's like, like – he's a special ops guy that gets like crushed by a statue and gets – but then he's got a fucking like split persona that's a billionaire. That bankrolls all of his operations. It's like you can't just develop a persona that suddenly has billions of dollars. That's not how that works.
0: Well, that's the problem. Like that's the thing. He didn't have that initially. They developed They made him more like Bruce Wayne. But then we're like, oh, he's got a split personality or whatever. It's so. But then they re. They brought in the Egyptian stuff from the beginning, and we're like, okay, like it was it. Who was it? Warren Ellis has that one story that one that the one that I love and I like yeah yeah where he does it with all of them where he's like oh, he's a billionaire and also and he has like different costumes and yeah. all that shit if they don't adapt that
1: yeah like that is such a that is like such it. a good issue
0: I want to pull that one up and
1: be able to reference it for people to love but there, there's there's one issue where it's literally just the 30 pages of the issue are, are, are devoted to Moon Knight Invading one apartment complex, going up the floors of like the fourteen-story building, yeah. Yeah. and it is such a good issue. The, the the use of the panels, the use of the artwork, the the use of the, the character in general color, is st- like it's I,
0: basically in black and white. Exactly, yeah, and his, uh, his costume, yeah, it's really good. I also like the different costumes. That's the one where he's in the suit, which is yeah. the white mask. Yeah, over just it. the white
1: mask over the suit, so iconic. That's a
0: good costume. Yeah, it's like it's really cool. I like that. That. Whole really, um, I forget who the artist was, um, but it's an artist that I really like. Could you pull it up?
1: I'm, I'm looking for it now.
0: Uh, just type in, just Google. Uh,
1: illustrator is Declan Shalvey. Author is Warren uh, Ellis.
0: Probably Declan Shalvey. I like him a lot. That's right, Declan Shalvey. He's really good. He he's the guy. He, he worked on like a, he worked on a lot of Deadpool stuff for a while, and then I think he did. Uh, like he did like one of the James Bond graphic novels, um, and then I think he did that uh, that other war Ellis thing, um, the one that you had injection. I think it was. Oh
1: one. yeah, that was, was okay. Yeah, I like I, I like his stuff. I think he's really good,
0: um, and his Deadpool stuff was like the only Deadpool stuff I've ever read.
1: Speaking of um, which, if I can jump back into the uh, TV show Wayne from earlier is actually made by the creators of Deadpool of the TV show, uh, or, um, the TV show, the creators of the TV show are the same creators of the film, of the Deadpool. Oh, um, David Leach and whatever. Yeah. Um, that's cool. That's good.
0: I like them. I like their movies. I mean, I haven't seen the Terminator movie that they did, but, uh, I like the first Deadpool, <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. I like the casting. Um, I like that. I like if if they do that Warren Ellis run, that would be awesome. I don't think that that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to go for a more traditional Moon Knight, but goddamn, if they do that one, I'd be very happy. I think that that would be really
1: cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would, I will have to see how they handle the whole multiverse of madness. And that'll probably give us a, a basis of how we understand they're going to try and tackle Moonlight psychosis. Um, uh, I think it'll Man, be interesting. Uh,
0: yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they do with it. I'm um, I'm interested to see it at the very least. Um. All right. We have one more thing that we're going to touch on, I think. Great. And uh, I'm going to let you bring it up because it was something that you brought up to me before we started recording.
1: Uh, you're going to have to remind me. I don't remember. DC Comics. Oh, yeah. So uh, DC Comics, for those of you that are unaware somehow, there is a uh, – comic book company called DC Comics. Yes. And they are in trouble. They are firing a lot of their people and they are struggling to uh, find how to survive and their most recent solution is to cancel all of their current issues that are running. They've given them a deadline from which they have to wrap it up and they are going to start releasing new issues that take place five years from now with a completely new cast of characters and variations of iconic popular characters as a way to try and bring new readers into the audience uh not much is known at this point they haven't given out too many details um but it looks interesting i mean from the cover art that they released of their announcement they've got kingdom come superman coming back they've got uh multiple new green lanterns coming in uh I don't know. It looks super interesting, and it's definitely something I'm going to watch with interest and probably pick up a few issues and see how they do it. I mean, for, for me, my first real foray into comics was probably with The New 52. It came out when I was like a junior in high school, and I, I know a lot of people don't like The New 52, but it was a jumping on point for me as a new reader. Um, and then I, you know, read those issues all the way up until, uh, what, Future's End, and then up till, uh, what was the other one they did, Rebirth? And now they're doing this. I, I can't help but feel like I don't
0: it's... hate I don't hate New Fifty Two either. Um the first uh, New Fifty Two brought me back into comic books. I was I was never really like a big comic book reader before. I read quite a few, but like it was mostly just like graphic novels or like, you know, trades that people had told me were really good. Um but then New Fifty Two kind of brought me into picking up comics weekly and uh really paying attention to uh but at least like for Batman and like superhero comics. Right. And so I don't hate it at all, but I think that this future state has the potential to bring me back on because I have not liked, like since rebirth, I've fallen off to uh, every superhero that I was like every week. I picked up that Batman comic from new 52. I loved it. That, That being said, I didn't like anything else DC did during new 52. I thought their flash was boring. I thought their Aquaman was boring. I thought everything sucked. Um, Superman's always been bad. Um, but Batman was really good during that rebirth lost me fully. I read the first 10 issues and was just like, this is not for me. I don't know. I did not like this. Did not like, I've tried to go back and read deeper into Tom King's run and get through, I got all the way up to like city of Bane. And it's just, I was, I just really didn't like it at all. I didn't like what he was doing. I didn't like how much he lied on the, the romance with, with Catwoman. Um, this new stuff with Joshua Williamson, who's the guy who did, uh, what was that? Image Comics. Um, I don't know. oh, you know what? No, it's, is it James Tinian? James Tinian. Jo- Joshua Williamson is on uh, Flash. James Tinian Fourth is the one that did, um, he's doing Detective Comics and now has moved into, um. has moved into, uh, the, the main Batman title. Um, but he's the one who's been doing this for a while. He did the Joker war, which I haven't read, but people have said is pretty good. Um, I mean, I like his stuff. I think that he's a talented writer, so I'm at least willing to see what he's got going on. I'll pick up some of these issues before future state. And then I think he's continuing into future state. Um, and he's got dark detective. He's introducing a new Batman. Um, just quickly going through the releases, it looks like they're bringing Shazam back with his own title, which is kind of cool. Swamp Things getting his own title again. Um, it looks like they're going to have a new Titans team.
1: Uh, yeah, like looks like time. Wally
0: West is taking over as the Flash. That'll be interesting uh, got,
1: because Wally West has definitely been slighted these last couple of years. Um,
0: yeah. Um, they got a new Aquaman, which is Aqualad, is coming in as Aquaman. And then it looks like from the cover it looks like there's there's a mira type character maybe it's aqualad
1: mira is, aquaman? Mira is, is taking over
0: is Arthur's daughter
1: mira is taking over as the aquaman role she is the new aquaman or aqua woman this doesn't
0: look like mira it looks like a teenager
1: the the is she
0: young? Uh, and, I,
1: anyway i believe uh, yeah mira is taking over and they're using the aqualad visuals from the young justice tv show
0: yeah looks like it um just looking at these covers here, uh, they have a new Batman who's kind of got like a spoiler type mask, which is the one that covers like the left part half of his face. From what I've heard, it's a person of color under the under the cowl, which I'm I'm on board with. That's fine. Looks like Wonder Woman is also a person of color. Uh, they definitely made her skin darker. Maybe they just tried to. Yeah,
1: well, they're aging up Wonder Woman into like an older role, and then they're having a younger. Uh, Middle Eastern Wonder Woman step into the okay. goal there don't you go understand. that's
0: cool I'm down with that that's fine uh, is Superman Jonathan Kent is he taking over
1: Uh, so they aged up Jonathan Kent in uh in Rebirth in the most recent Teen Titans runs he like went off to New Genesis and like grew up so I believe that's Jonathan Kent Um, I'm not sure what's happening I don't know if they're bringing in Superman from Kingdom Come it looks like three or four Superman in this run I'm not really sure um,
0: yeah I'm not really sure what's going on with it either uh, and then they have okay, so they have the immortal Wonder Woman, so that's gonna be uh, Diana. And then she's wearing Batman's belt, which is interesting. B- Batman is supposed to Bruce Wayne is supposed to have died and he's operating as dark detective now. Um, we got yeah, we got Superman of Metropolis and we have Superman Worlds of War. So that's gotta be Jonathan Kent. He's rolling around without a cape on. That's interesting. Um, Then we got Superman, uh, which is the Kingdom Come Superman with the big black field behind his red S. Got a Robin solo series, no cape on Robin. It's a lot of capes that they're getting rid of. I'm noticing because Batman's not wearing a cape. I think one of the interesting things.
1: I think one of the interesting things that they're taking in is they're bringing in Red X, which is a character that was introduced exclusively in the Teen Titans TV show from the early 2000s. And the fact that they have him on the announcement slate is surprising because his character was never explained in the TV show. He's only uh, alluded to in, I think, two episodes. And it's, like, heavily influenced that he might be Jason Todd or something. But um, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, I think that it's at least an interesting enough – Decision that DC is making—that it'll—I mean, it's got—it's got my interest at least. I've been checking it out as the, the announcements have been rolling out, and I'll probably pick up a couple issues and see what they're doing with it. Yep. See if I'll, it can get me back into picking up weeklies from DC,
1: um,
0: or monthly uh, stops at the comic book shop. At least um, we'll see. Uh, maybe I'll open my box back up at the shop that I used to go to because I discontinued it when COVID happened because there's nothing coming out. Anyway, uh, I think we've kind of gone over everything that I wanted to touch on. Did you have any other things that you wanted to bring up real quick before mm-hmm. we sign off? Cool. Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Clever Kids Pod. Please get in touch with us. I don't know, Jeff. ask a question of the listeners to, that they might be able to reach out to us by.
1: Yeah, well, so I, I think one of the things we've been flirting with is uh, putting our suggestions for the episode topics somewhere on Twitter or Instagram and then having our listeners vote potentially on which topic would interest them and kind of do a crowdsourcing uh, event and see if it goes well, if people actually listen and, and want to have input on the, it's something we're willing to explore.
0: Sure. Yeah. I need to figure out how to use Twitter correctly because I've not been adding anything. All that's on there is our it's the links to our Instagram basically. Um, but yeah, we also don't really have a following on Twitter because I don't, i am never used to it. So, um, but yeah, get in touch with us. Tell us what you want us to talk about because we're definitely, you know, we're, we're into talking about things, but it always is nice to know that other people are listening and they want to hear what we have to say. So let us know what you think. Um, also, uh, what do you think of Johnny Depp leaving, uh, the Fantastic Beasts franchise? Are you happy about it? Are you excited to see, do you think that there's a good casting choice? Um, who do you want to see cast in the X-Men? Um, as the different characters and, um, what's your favorite episode of brick and Morty? Any of those, just someone reach out to us. Tell us what you think. You know, we haven't really had any fan engagement, so it'd be cool to see, you know, somebody's listening to this. I'm seeing the numbers. People are listening, but we just need to hear from you guys. Tell us what you think. Let's, let's talk. We want to talk to you anyway, Jeff, uh, I guess maybe we'll let you pick next week because Brian loses his turn, or Brian can pick. I don't really care, unless
1: we'll, the listeners we'll,
0: jump in and we'll tell see us what
1: morning. he. We'll see what he suggests, and I'll throw it out the window if I don't like it. Yeah,
0: there we go. Maybe he'll have read his comics by now and his homework. No, no way. No way. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, have a good week, uh, listeners. Thanks for listening. Bye.
1: Bye, guys.